I can't come here and die I can't come here and lose Got all this shit on my mind Like what the fuck I'm a day Work ain't paid me in time My baby just ripped me my mood Back to you just cut off my line Hi guys Welcome to Echo Chamber I'm Jade And I'm S. And today we're going to talk about shadow work And the opening question is An area of shadow work that you've recently engaged with so yeah, just before we even get into that, maybe a bit of context around what shadow work is. So um, I actually don't know what shadow work is. I, I think it is, I would describe it as a version of um, self-care that engages with um, the parts of oneself that may be darker, maybe um, have less positive expressions of self. Um, I don't know if that's if that suffices or if that's very, very, what do you think? Yeah, I found it really interesting that you used the word self-care boy, but I think that that speaks to maybe my disposition and what comes up when I look at my shadow. Um, So the discomfort or the shame or whatever that comes with looking at my shadow definitely doesn't feel self-carey. It feels the opposite and it feels very difficult. And maybe even sometimes like punishment, But um, basically, there is a lot of writing on essentially what would come under the umbrella of shadow work. Some of that writing is even biblical. And it essentially talks about like a person being whole, person knowing themselves fully when they know both sides of themselves. So light and dark. I really forget about the scripture that is used to or the like what, what it is in the Bible that is used to illustrate this idea of shadow work at this moment it is essentially like acknowledging the duality of yourself um, and looking at the darker maybe more insidious sides of yourself so that could be that selfishness it could be shame it could be anger it can be blame yeah, it's interesting actually, because I think what you've just, yeah, you describing it that way makes it clearer for even me in my head. And I do think that the reason why I am, I described it as like a version of self care is very much a reflection of like where I am at with it. It feels really caring and loving and important. But yeah, I think it's been a journey to get to this place where I've been able to view it in this way. Because if you didn't say that, if you didn't say, oh, it doesn't feel like that for me then I, I wouldn't even remember a time where it didn't feel like that for me um, because I can only see it through that lens at the moment. That's like, where I am today. I can only see it through the lens of like, oh, this is really caring, loving, important. Hard, 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 hard. But um, it's really caring. What's the open question again? Area of shadow work that has come up for you or you've engaged with um, recently? <laughs> I'm best smiling because I have been doing a lot of work in this area in the past few weeks. And there is just so much. I think anger, my temper, I think I have an angry disposition. Um, so I think that's one area. Fightfulness, dishonesty. Yeah, I think at the moment I'm engaging with quite, I'm engaging with my shadow quite um, intimately. And I'm looking at myself. Um, it almost feels like with new eyes, or I'm seeing parts of myself that maybe I thought were less prominent or that I'd worked on enough to not be steering the ship. I'm seeing the ways that they, that, that those parts of my character are like, really here. They're really present and they're really 
inform decisions that I'm making and ways that I interact and yada, 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 yada. Um, an example, I recently was in an argument and I, I kicked a door. <laughs> I kicked a door in an argument, um, which is proper 2007 is. It's very 2007 is to be like violent. Um, I may, I'm not even necessarily violent, violence towards a person or yeah, not even necessarily that version of violence, even though yeah, in, in a past life, um, I was quite violent. But, um, but yeah, just like to break things, smash things, kick things, um, that very much like adolescent as um, that was very, like, com- those were very comfortable behaviours for me when I was growing up. Those are very normal behaviours for me. Um, and they are one of the reasons why I even wanted to like have this conversation was because it's, it's yeah, I'm so, that uh, is so shocking to me that, um, I had that specific expression of anger in this day and age, this far into quote unquote doing the work. Um, the fact that I was able to kind of, um, I was going to use the word revert, but I don't think it is, I don't think it was, I don't think I've reverted to anything. The fact that that is still very much like, yeah, the fact that, yeah, I was able to react in that way to something I found super interesting. So yeah, that's an area that I've been engaging with my temper. How about you? Right. Um, it feels like bare things um, as of late, but I would say shame. I would say shame, selfishness, some dishonesty as well. Yeah. Yeah, I would say those three things probably. Hmm. I want to say fear, but I don't know if, I don't know where my thoughts are with like fear as part of the shadow I guess it is I don't know but yeah so I've been reading all about love by bell hooks recently and I feel really touched and moved by a lot of the things that she's talking about in the book um she talks about lying and dishonesty and that part of the book so far so I'm maybe nearly halfway through the book um that part of the book I was really touched and touched by and it really moved me it made me really think about like everything from my Reddit and just that kind of committing to being honest even when it was uncomfortable but then I just found myself being dishonest with someone yeah like within days <laughs> I just found myself being dishonest and yeah it's just part of the shadow in it I'm obviously lying to protect my image in some way lying to protect myself lying, lying to protect what I want people to think of me, what I want people to do, or the role that I want people to play in my life. Yeah, that's why I lied. There was an insidiousness to it because I had been talking to this person about the book and the person hadn't read the book before, hadn't even heard of bell hooks or anything like that. So very much like, yeah, just having a really enlightening conversation. Also, they felt, um, about this book, about this particular part of it. And then a couple of days later, I'm lying um, about something very silly as well, but it was very much to protect how I wanted to be perceived and to protect how I wanted the trajectory of our association to continue to go. 
Um, but yeah, I find the Lion King interesting because I've just finished um, rereading the book as well. Um, literally finished it, I think, day before yesterday. And so, yeah, that that is a chapter or that I think chapter two or three that um, I felt confronted by for different reasons, I think. And the Lion King is interesting for me because I think my shadow does the opposite in the sense that, like, so I think what's, what, what it looks like for me is I will be, like, very, quote-unquote, honest, or I will use the truth in ways that might be manipulative or might be, like... Um, to achieve demand- the same thing. Yeah, exactly. So the, the version of that, the way in which I, I achieve the thing that you just described, the protection of my image or yada, 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 is that I will overshare. I will use, this is the truth where everybody knows where they stand. This is the truth. And I will do it in the name of, um, like, in the spirit of full disclosure. I say that so much, which is so funny. I always say that at what, like in every context. So in the spirit of full disclosure. <laughs> Um, and actually, a lot of the full disclosures are from a more insidious place, um, from a more, um, and what I'm realising and what I'm seeing in myself a lot more is the need to be held. So like, okay, I've told everybody this this thing now, and now that I've told everybody this thing, there's an expectation for people to engage with me in a certain way to hold me in a certain way, to um, be nice to me. Um, and yeah, um, and that, and, and also there's that. And then I think it's also a, a, an air of self-righteousness as well. If I'm, that is like, I didn't see as, as clearly as I can see it in the past few weeks. So there's like, but I've told the truth. I'm the honest yeah, one. Interesting, boy. The um, one, the um, the expectation that people should be nice to you after you've told the truth. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah, because I told the truth in it, and and it's so funny, yeah, because I am very. I'm not. Um, I don't really mix words in it, so I can be really blunt. I can tell someone the truth in a way that um isn't even necessarily that kind, and that's another thing that I've been looking at is like kindness, and like how much I, I practice the value of kindness. Because I think it's a, it's a value that I have in my head. I think being kind is important in my head. But I think that um, I, I can also be really short with people or I can be really blunt, um, in the, again, in the spirit of honesty and full disclosure. And actually, I'm engaging with the ways that, like, that I am... Um, I might be using that as, a, as, a, as, a, as an excuse to to bypass kindness um yeah I think and I think yeah on the self-righteousness point it's like in my head it's like well I've told you the truth or I've told you or I've shown you um and with that showing and telling there is definitely an expectation of um acceptance or like because I've told you you kind of have to accept it or you kind of have to accept me um and yeah it's interesting this is all very like new um, revelations I would say about myself this is all very like maybe not new but I'm I'm seeing it clearer and I'm seeing the extent to which I engage in this way which is a lot more than I would have said if you asked me this three weeks ago and that's that's interesting it's a bit scary if I'm honest it's a little bit scary 
Yeah, what you're saying about the self-righteousness point as well. Um, so I think that people have different dispositions in it. So I have definitely, I think probably because because of yin and, yang, yin and yang, because of like balance and blah, 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 the way that the universe works, um, even though I hate using fucking phrases like that. But um, I've had like friends and partners who have all been quite different from me in it in their dispositions so I'm like maybe more calm quote-unquote more calm more quiet quote-unquote um I'll project my anger or negative feelings inwardly in it so it's that I will be I will bash and berate myself before I could bash or berate someone else and I tend to gravitate towards people who are the opposite to me. And there's a righteousness in that I've definitely felt. So when I look back retrospectively at people who I've been friends with or have like been romantic with and I think about their propensity to like have outward manifestations of anger um, or rage or blame or like, yeah, maybe even some of them very violent I have long looked at them as like bad in it and me good because I do it in like my one is mashing myself up inside so I'm not gonna scream and shout in someone's face or slap them necessarily or it will take a lot for me to do something like that but I will in like my inside my internal world is very like full of negative voice and negative projection um and yeah that's always felt I've always felt like a quote-unquote good person because of that I think there's also something in hot and cold anger yeah I think there's something in hot and cold anger so I think I have quite hot anger when I'm angry Worst case scenario, I'll kick a door or mess someone up or break, like, it will be hot. It will be fiery expression, explosive. Um, And I've been around people that have got cold anger, which is more silent treatment or... um, Passive aggressiveness. Yeah, yeah, passive aggressive. Um, Yeah, that just icy cold anger that again is seemingly what you've just described as like the internal, they're holding it in themselves. They're not necessarily saying it, they're not necessarily expressing it. And um, I think that I am so much more comfortable with hot anger than I am with cold anger. So if someone's shouting at me or cussing me or enacting a silence towards me feels easier to navigate for me as than someone icing me out or being passive aggressive and um, when I'm in situations where people are being passive aggressive it proper triggers me like it triggers me in mad way like my re- and and then and then I get in my head because I'm like I get angry because if I'm like your anger's quiet and passive or whatever but if I responded with the anger that I want to respond with people will call me a bully or people will say that I'm mean or whatever whereas what you're doing is triggering something in me that makes me want to explode um and I think it's interesting because I don't know 
I don't know. I think it's all part of shadow, basically, the ways in which we hold ourselves and the ways in which in which we hold our emotions in relation to others. Um, I think it really shows up um, based on people's temperaments, people's values, people's upbringings. So, like I said, I grew up in a household where two of us were on that. Two, two out of three. So we grew up three, three siblings. And two out of three of us were on kicking the doors and that and punching doors and slamming stuff and whatever. So there was a level of normalization. Um, and then the other two people in the household, my mum and my other brother, had very different temperaments. Um, so yeah, different expressions. But yeah, I think there's certain things. So to me, like there are some people in this life that slamming a door punching a wall whatever is that that is absolutely absurd that that is absolutely like that is that is violent that is ugly um and it is it is violent and it is ugly but there's a level of like oh I grew up and this this type of chaos um was was normal was was normal um and not that I ever I've ever thought it was quote-unquote right but it wasn't as like bad as maybe some people who grew up differently to me might think. So when I think about shadow, I also think that expressions of shadow are very, um, they are reflective of one's environment as well and the ways in which people grow up and what people see and what people know. So that there are certain things or conversations there are certain things that I've engaged with or certain people that I've been around and what shadow looks like for them is very different to like people that grew up different to us, basically. Yeah, I definitely hear you. Um, I definitely hear that. I think as you were speaking, I was just thinking about um, loads of different like expectations that you have when you look at manifestations of shadow. So it's like it can even be gendered. So like you might, feel like it's just more ladylike to be passive aggressive and do the silent treatment stuff and internalize your anger and more masculine to project it outwards there is a um, element of of that stuff to be all but um, ultimately um, irrespective of the manifestation it is all anger if like in this context so it is all anger. And I think my question is like, aside from looking at it, what does shadow work look like? What what does it look like to you in your own personal journey? Um, I think that's a really good question. Um, I think it is sitting with and acknowledging the truth, or my truth the truth about my thoughts, feelings, behaviours and centering myself in that. So for example, I can, I don't know, be in a shop, someone can do something to piss me off um, and I can say something rude and I can go home and reflect on the thing they did to piss me off and the justification of the rude, the rude thing I've said or done in response. Um, so I can I can center them what they have done, and and in many cases I would be quote unquote right to do that. Yeah. 
So, for example, someone, I don't know, someone calls me a, a racist slur or something, like, I could turn around and say it is right for me to um, cuff that person out or whatever, yeah? And maybe it is and maybe it isn't. That's not the conversation today. Um, whereas shadow work for me is looking at the part of me that cuffed them out, the wise, the like where that sits with me where in me that comes from I also think it is like the ability to look and hold the less comfortable parts of those stories so look and hold like so yeah in incidents that I um where I see shadow show up so even in that dishonesty it's easy to be like I don't know someone's you're running late somewhere oh yeah sorry um there's traffic um and like again like it's easy to it's that's a very easy lie to tell yeah Mm -hmm. um and it's also very like there's also ways that that would be like one more socially acceptable than me I don't know lying to my friends or whatever or lying to or lying about something seemingly more important um but in that there is I'm relinquishing responsibility I'm allowing my needs I'm hiding basically I'm hiding (laughs) in that act I'm hiding from the truth from the truth or of the fact that I don't know I left my house late it took me four extra minutes to do my eyebrows so I missed the train um whatever the truth of that situation is I'm relinquishing responsibility um and I'm also engaging on an energy level um I'm engaging with things that are not necessarily good for me. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, if that makes sense. But I think I think what I'm trying to say is shadow work looks at telling myself the truth, even when there are excuses to not tell myself the truth, even when society says that it's okay to not tell myself the truth. Um, shadow work looks at the truth, the reality, um, the darker places in which those things come from, the selfishness in in my interactions with others, yada, yada, yada. I always find myself, I think, in a place where it's like, oh, I don't know what that looks like, what shadow work looks like. And um, the truth, though, is I do, I do. And I think that even prior to... Um, having a term for it, I think I've always been quite focused on looking at myself, but looking at myself always invoked feelings of a lot of shame. So even if like, if I did something, even something small, so yeah, something silly happened in the shop and I kissed my teeth or I quote unquote stood up for myself or whatever, I would always go away from the interaction very much forgetting about the other party and thinking about my response and reaction and the the anger or the like the um the disgruntledness if that's a word that that came up in the interaction but I think more and more for myself what shadow work is or looks like is um finding ways to integrate so I am like there are parts of me that are selfish there are parts of me that are um 
angry. There are parts of me that um, are dishonest. And I think that shadow work for me um, in opposed to just looking at those things, because looking at those things often invoke shame. I think the work is um, looking at the ways that I integrate those things. So there are areas and places in my life where actually um, being selfish helps me to navigate maybe say a workplace context with a sharpness or uh yeah with a sharpness or anger helps me to understand where maybe I've been disrespected um and maybe then to leave or turn away from a situation so if someone's done something a friend has done something um and I feel disrespected and so I feel angry it helps me to maybe assert some boundaries in that situation so yeah yeah I think that feels more like work it feels more like you're doing something here with this darker side darker part of you yeah I really like what you said about integration because the thing the next thing I was going to say was about removing judgment from things as well Mm. so it's like so even when for me yeah I think anger is such a beautiful emotion I think it's so beautiful and I think I think I think that because it's one that I'm very familiar with it's one that I've spent a lot of time with and grappled with and it's also one that has served me well like so not not the kicking door side of it, but in terms of like my whole career is shaped around things that make me angry. I want to change these things. I'm angry that these things exist. Um, and that passion has driven me to do what I do or to like my whole, there are so many, like I've gained so much through that emotion, basically. I've gained and, and I've, um, there's, my empathy for me usually starts and looks at anger first. Um, before I translate it into anything else. Um, same with like a lot of the lots of the things I've written. Lot, like a lot of it just starts with that. I'm vexed about this thing, you know. What do I do with this? Um, so it, it fuels a lot of what I do um positively. Um, so I even find it difficult engaging with anger in and of itself as shadow. Um, maybe it is, I don't know. But anyway, I think it's just removing the judgment. Um and then where I see shadow creep in. So what happens with me <laughs> is shadow sometimes creeps in, takes the driver's seat, and I don't know that it's even driving. And the reason why I don't know that it's, it's in the driver's seat is because I'm not telling myself the truth. I'm not looking at it. And because I have a judgment or an expectation of an outcome. So it's like, I am not meant to quote unquote, kiss my teeth at the shopkeeper. Um, so that I have a judgment on that, that is bad. Um, and because that is bad, um, I am seeking to not do that thing. And by seeking to not do that thing, I'm not able to hold myself or catch myself in the moment where that's my reaction or that's what that's how I want to respond. There's something about like when I when I see myself remove judgment from how I feel, it creates space for me to respond in ways that are more fitting to my values. Um, but I have to create the space and tell myself the truth 
Um, so it's like, oh, do you know what? I feel how I feel, you know, about this thing. And I'm allowed to feel how I feel about this thing. But equally, I don't have to respond by kicking the door or by cussing the person out. Or I don't have to do that. It gives me options. But let's go back to something more like kissing teeth, yeah? If you acknowledge that it is a like, less socially acceptable way to respond to somebody when you're feeling disgruntled how and I'm and I'm asking that from from my disposition which is I the thing that will make me not kiss my teeth even if I do want to kiss my teeth is the judgment on it is my understanding of the judgment on it and and that's my point when you remove the judgment it creates a space so for me sometimes kissing the teeth is it's all right it, sh- it might be shadow, it might be from shadow, but for me, sometimes kissing my teeth is the thing that needs to happen here, as opposed to something else. And sometimes, and I need to make that judgment for myself, that needs to be something that in myself, I am comfortable with the kissing of my teeth. So if I kiss my teeth, and I, as by my value system, I'm comfortable with that, and everybody's saying that that's rude, I've done the worst thing in the world, it, it doesn't matter because I'm cool with it. I'm comfortable with it. Um, and, and that's why I speak about removing judgment because I think oftentimes when there is judgment or, in, or there is like a, for me anyway, when there's, a, when there's a set expectation of how I'm meant to do something, I tend to try and do that thing. I tend to try and fit into the norms of or the what people want or expect from me. And that what what ends up happening there is that I don't honour my truth, my feelings. Um, but does and then need, I so do you think that there needs to be parameters around that then? Because your shadow can lead you to kill someone. Oh, like it can, isn't it? Um, I think, I think that um, the parameters should be self-defined. And what that is defined by morals? yeah by your own morals yeah by that this is what i this is these are so there are some so it's even like these these questions about that violent protest or looting or um for some people that's all right for some people like so if you i hate using the example but it's the first one that came to my head civil rights movement there's violent there were people that were on fucking shit up and then there were people that were on peaceful protest and both of those played their role. And it's you within yourself need to know which, which one you can navigate. Um, yeah, which one you're comfortable to navigate. Um, but those models need to be self-defined. And if, and if in your head, the killing yourself, or sorry, sorry, the killing somebody is the, is the one that's okay. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that that's okay, but if that is within yourself, then that is what it is. That's that's your truth. I find that so interesting. And it reminds me of like, in, I, I wasn't having the conversation. I think I was listening to something. I don't even think it was on shadow work, but it was on shame, I think. But basically it was just talking about um, the utility of shame. And I guess it comes all the way back to what we're talking about anyway, about shadow work. Shame is part of shadow. And... like everything has a utility in it just that we acknowledged but it was just talking about like being basically I think that the 
whoever was speaking, the conversation was around shame having utility when you are teaching children how to behave in a socially acceptable way, basically. And sometimes shame is the way that you, yeah, like get them to behave in a socially acceptable manner. And I'll always, I've always remembered that because maybe on some level, I feel like if I don't have shame as part of my shadow, if it's not a significant part of my shadow, I don't know what's on the other side of that. I don't know what's on the other side of that. Yeah, I think there's also just an acceptance that all of these things are here, isn't it? They're present. They're, they, they, we have them. Human, that human beings have all of these different emotions, and um, even that what is seen as socially acceptable. I think there's a lot of like talk around self care, and and I described it at the beginning in terms of my interpretation of shadow workers' uh, version of self care. But I think there's also stuff around the collective and and I think import, it's, it's more, for me, I think talking about the collective um, and collective care and talking about engaging with these things from a place of community um, or understand of how this impacts community or having community values, um, that's a way that um, I think is, enhances the human experience. Yeah, so it's not me saying that, like, so when I was saying that, oh, yeah, it's, it's self-defined, but I think that, yeah, I'm backpedaling a bit on that. I think that it should be defined in an ideal sense. It, it should be defined communally, um, but also that you you need to have a comfort with those rules. You need to be comfortable. So for me, and, like, when I think about the society that I grew up in or the ways that I grew up, there are lots of things that um, are seen as socially acceptable and normal that to me by my my way of living existing being aren't um so I can't so if it, it might be unacceptable to kiss my teeth at the shopkeeper but to me it might not be if that makes sense or there are like I think it's also important to consider the ways that that like, identity plays into what what is defined or described as shadow even um, so if I'm in a society, which I am, so growing up in the UK where everything is so PC and passive aggressive and no one, no one confronts things. Um, we're, we're a nation where people, yeah, no one confronts things, basically. Um, people talk about it behind people's backs or, yeah, that we're not a confrontational nation. That is so far away from my spirit. Um, and so one might describe my expression of emotions or my need to engage with certain emotions as shadow but I, I don't see it in that way um so I think it's it's important to yeah I think it's important to have that balance between like yeah yeah it's important to have that balance basically um between like what is socially acceptable um but also I think we need to be able to critique that um particularly when we're in so particularly for people that are, that are minoritized or, or marginalized groups, um, we need to be able to say, actually, that, that, that's not right for me. That don't fit right with me. Mm. I hear that. I think it's an interesting point that you make, because I think that while you were speaking previously, when you were saying that, um, that it ought to be self-defined, that, yeah, like your morals, what's right, wrong, what is a permissible manifestation of shadow ought to be self-defined. I did I did feel like, nah, 
I don't agree with that. I think it should be communally defined. That That's what serves societies, isn't it? When there's a tacit consent or a tacit agreement about what is what is right or good or proper and what is not. I think it's so interesting. And even I feel like in points in this conversation, I felt like I've got like bare clarity on the shadow stuff. And I've really got a tendency to feel to like be on whatever journey I'm on and just want to get to the finish line and feel like I've accomplished or achieved something. And it has literally just dropped like the penny has dropped again that like the shadow work stuff is not like there's no end point like there is no end point the shadow stuff there is no end point you don't get to a point in your life in your existence where you no longer have any shame no anger no dishonesty like you just are in it it just is yeah I, I can't agree with that more I think I think if my the last few weeks have shown me anything it's that for me, because I had reached a place where I thought I was over certain things, or I thought I was, there was just a version of like, I'm going to call it self-righteousness, of like, I am better than, I am over these these behaviours or these thoughts even. It, caught, it blindsided me when, it, when I was placed in a situation that invoked that in me. And whereas I think moving forward, as I continue to do the shadow work, it's supportive to hold space for my capacity to to exist in certain ways even if and my prayer is that I never kick another door in the argument (laughs) that's my prayer that I never kick another door in the argument or that I never that I never have certain behaviors so it's not me saying that oh people should or I should expect those behaviors to continue because shadow is always going to exist no the way to um to navigate that or the way to prevent those things from happening or those expressions is to continue continue to hold the space for one's capacity to engage in those ways. I also think I started by saying I think it is really loving work because for me it's what is central to shadow work is acceptance, like accepting myself, accepting the parts of me that maybe and that it's for good reason that we don't walk around showing people our shadow. It's for good reason that we don't walk around. Do you know what I mean promoting um our worst selves or the worst parts of ourselves? Um, and I think that we need to hold and acknowledge that like it's a yeah, no, no one's I don't think we should be expected to to show up. There needs to be a level of safety and, and actually the, the relationships that I feel safest in are the relationships where people have seen shadow and can hold that. Um and can hold that. It was a friend of uh, it was um, a friend's birthday recently and when I was thinking that I've sent a message on her birthday when I was thinking about it I was when I was thinking about her and I was thinking about why we're so close why I love her as much as I love her yada 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 it is literally because I felt I feel so seen and equally as as, as much as I am seen I am loved so it's not even like I'm seen and re- like I'm just loved in that in that space within the context of that friendship and what I was thinking about in relation to that person is imagine I could give that to myself like imagine I could look at myself so like clear with clear eyes and not and even like the parts of me where I'm trying to protect or I'm trying to defend on like take away the defensiveness take away the the 
over explaining or oh, this is how my trauma impacts this and yeah, yeah yeah all of that is fine like all the reasons are fine but the reality is this is who you are as imagine I could look at myself see myself and love all of it choose to love all of it um and that that I felt really encouraged thinking about like the prospects of that there's an there's just an acceptance and for me that acceptance whenever I've received it externally it's been transformative whenever I've given it to myself it's been transformative my ability to just accept and see um and it and it takes away shadow power like it it relinquishes some of the power it's like oh this this thing it doesn't need to run the ship it doesn't need to even engage with it because it just is it's just there and I just need to accept that it's there and and love it and love myself for it um, I love myself through it I think my final I like it feels profound in ways even though it's not no shade it's not profound what you said but it feels profound in this moment yeah it's really interesting because I, I have listened to a podcast before and the host was just talking about like part of the shadow like propelling you to exist in friendships like half-heartedly basically or yeah exist in relationships just half-heartedly like not showing the full spectrum of yourself because of fear of like rejection and like yeah because of fear of rejection and it made me think about so many relationships in my life and the way that I show up in them so yeah yeah that's very interesting and profound what you said but the niggling question that I have um that's relevant to both what you said and what I said or what we've been saying generally in this whole conversation is um healthier expressions of shadow like healthier expressions so healthier expressions of the anger um how when does that come with acknowledgement of shadow what are your what do you think um I think because I think we focused in on anger in this in this conversation but I think shadow isn't just limited to anger I think we've touched on dishonesty we've touched on manipulation we've touched on like other ways for me, there's a there's just a spoilt bratness. I don't know if, what the adjective, what how to put that in one word, but spoiltness or selfishness, whatever it is, I don't know. There's like lots of different ways that shadow comes up for me. I do think that the acceptance of it supports me. I'll speak for myself. Supports me to demonstrate healthier, more loving behaviors in spite of. So it's like I can feel like a brat being a brat in this moment or I can feel angry or I can center myself and that's fine but I can do that in a way that feels both authentic and loving um it doesn't so I don't need to disregard because the other thing is there's a bypassing which I have been guilty of think like which is just disregarding the shadow so it's like oh, I want to punch you but do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to love you or I'm going to send you a scripture or I'm going to pray with you. But actually what I want to do is punch you. Um, so I'm, and um, I've done a, like, I, I, I'm, I have got into a pattern of, or had got into a pattern of with my loved ones, particularly just like bypassing the emotion, bypassing the thoughts that I just want to punch you right now. Or I want to shake you or I want to, shout at you or I want to tell you that you're stupid 
um, and got and tried to like fast track to a place of a loving outcome without acknowledging for myself. And again, those acknowledgements, it's about self-acceptance. So it's not me necessarily saying, you can come to me, Jade, and you can say, I don't know something that annoys me. And then I, it's not me, I don't have to figure out my shadow with you. So I don't have to be like, it doesn't necessarily mean our authentic, authenticity isn't necessarily me saying, oh, when you said that thing, Jade, I wanted to punch you, or you're saying this thing that I want to shake you. I don't necessarily need to do that work with you. Sometimes it will be appropriate to you, other times it's not. But I, I need to acknowledge it for myself, hold it. Make, at, at points, it will be important to interrogate it. At other points, it, it won't. But what I need to do is acknowledge and accept, oh, that, that brought up that for me. And with that acknowledgement, then from that place of acknowledging my truth, make a decision of what a loving outcome is, what an outcome that holds space for the shadow, holds space for those thoughts or feelings, holds space for the anger, the frustration, the whatever it is, um, allows me to have that and also respond in a way that is loving and respond in a way that considers your, and that's, that's with what I'm saying about like, those communal standards of, of or expectations, um, considers your needs and your shadow and your stuff and your, do you know what I mean? So, but I think that getting to that conclusion without acknowledging the truth of I wanted to punch you or I felt frustrated um, is inauthentic and actually unsustainable is what I've seen for myself. Um, so I see that I go for long periods of time where I literally shut off um, and try to get to what's the loving outcome um, without dealing with or engaging with. And then I have outbursts with people. I get short with people. I don't want to talk to people. I ignore people. I and rude to people, I do things or behave in ways that actually are counterproductive to that loving outcome that I'm looking for, because it's not sustainable to ignore shadow, um, particularly in relationships. So yeah, so the acceptance point for me creates the space to respond from a place that is true to oneself, but also um, loving and an outcome that like, given all things considered. So with me thinking of like how I'm feeling, thinking of what you need in that situation where you're saying something that's annoying me, um, thinking of like considering the truth of this situation, what is the next step that I can take that is most loving? Um, and sometimes that will be to, to, to not engage or to, to leave a situation or to, that there's lots to weigh up in it, but it's just acknowledging or making it important that it, it comes from a place of truth yeah as she was talking I was thinking I was thinking about two relationships and one friendship um very specifically and just like the the refusal um the refusal because I don't think that um they necessarily lack the capacity but the refusal to look at and engage with shadow um was very damaging to the friendship um to engage with like oh your reaction your angry reaction or your manipulative reaction um or the way that manipulation shows up in our relationship or the way that um dishonesty shows up in our relationship and your refusal to look at that or confront it has that caused damage and harm to our relationship I guess I am 
contemplating my own question, my own initial question there. I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's continued work, man. And I think it is like, yeah, I think that's a very good note to end on because I think that is, that's, it's the re-contemplating and the rethinking through and the re-engaging with, but just creating space for it, it being a conversation in our own heads as we're doing this work, um of self-actualization healing love whatever you want to call it as we're doing this work it's it's so important that we are engaging with all all parts of ourselves um and creating space for and accepting all parts of ourselves so yeah thank you so much for listening guys thank you guys bye bye I can't come here and die. I can't come here and lose. <clears throat> Got all this shit on my mind. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Work ain't paid me in time. My brain just ripped in my mood. I too just cut off my life.